don't sweat the technique. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, this is the Dean and Renzo show, as you guys know. Welcome back. You know, this is... (laughs) We try to be the number one podcast and radio show in Fife, Mm -hmm. but these are our major competitors. (laughs) Competitors. Wait, what about, um, no, it's no longer Electric 80s, it's, uh... I don't, Wasn't there a name change? I don't remember Ashley's new main change. But that's more about yeah. music. This is our this is our main political uh, rival, you know. Yeah, but we we have strong connections. Um, collaborators. Collaborators. Yeah. Rather than yeah. rivals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're we, both striving for the same. We bring each other features. up together. It's not. Yeah. This is not a zero sum game. We're both part of the struggle. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, my name is Noah. I'm the co-host of Say the Planet. Why not? And. This is... And I'm Timo, the other co-host of Save the Planet, why not? So, like, what are the origins of the show? I think those are, that's a good story. Yeah, I think yeah. we should go back to the very yeah. roots of, of the idea of the show. And it all began on a restaurant terrace in Munich at the Oktoberfest. <laughs> we, were, we were a little tipsy from a day of drinking steins and celebrating. And we were out on this terrace and there was a nice like background bustle. And we were just having a conversation about climate change. Uh, recently, we'd actually attended one of the... Um, climate strikes. Climate strikes in St. Andrews, the line of the sand strike. So climate change was a topic that was on our minds. And it crossed our minds that maybe we should turn this into kind of more of a public format that can have like a public outreach and turn it into a radio show. So the idea came to us to name it Save the Planet, Why Not? And to combine kind of an (laughs) informal conversation (laughs) about um, various topics related to climate change with um, wine appreciation. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like, the ancient Assyrians, you have to argue uh, drunk and sober. Mm. Like, why not have conversations a little bit more loose? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's a fair... uh, representation of the differences between our podcasts. That both of you are drinking wine. Both Reds <laughs> and I are just, whiskey. just drinking whiskey. I, I'm a yeah. fan of both drinks. Yeah. They both your, have their your beverage of choice. I love, I love alcohol in all of its forms. <laughs> I mean, I, I think gin a bit overrated. But gin, yeah, gin a lot of whiskey producers, they make gin before they can make whiskey. It doesn't take as much time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't hate gin. It just makes me feel a bit sad. You know? <laughs> Why does it make you feel sad? I don't know. There's already enough stuff in the world to make them feel sad. Gin and tonic is what kind of mm-hmm. disillusioned middle-aged women drink. Is that what you? You know, I mean, it's like yeah. it also has some like like the quinine was taken by the British soldiers when they were in Africa. So like, it has a not the best origins. <laughs> you feel like you're sort of like yeah, but like what drink is good? You know what I mean? Like, uh, good origins. Rum is the mead. Pirates. Mead. Tequila yeah. is pretty good. Tequila is pretty good. Also, yeah. yeah. You know, like the Olivieris. Or Oliveris, if whichever you want to pronounce it. Yeah. They're known for their tequila drinking. Really? Yeah. You guys see they were trying to cancel um, Kylie Jenner for starting a tequila brand? Oh, no. <laughs> I did see something about that. I mean, she should be she, canceled because she's a billionaire in quotation yeah. marks, but won't she change She uses child her. workers for no, in her makeup it, factories. It's like, that's bad enough, but every billionaire <laughs> does that. But, like, her stylist got oh, yeah, hurt in a car accident, and then she put the GoFundMe. I saw that. Yeah. It's like, you can like easily afford that. Well, speaking of billionaires, maybe you know you can bring up to, uh, part of our discussion in one of our other episodes, but... The green billionaires. Oh, right. Green yeah. science. So we basically did a segment on our show discussing the so-called green billionaires. And the three we discussed were Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and... Richard Branson. Bill Gates. Also Richard Branson. Um, basically, people in our society 
think of billionaires as like these green messiahs who are going to come in and save the day, even though they're profiting from the status quo and not really proposing real solutions. So one person we focused on was Elon Musk. So Elon Musk admittedly has popularized the idea of electric vehicles, which is fair enough. But there are so many issues. And one of them is that he continues to disparage government, even though he's received like $5 billion in loans to prop up his car company. He also wants to take us to Mars, which is this whole idea about like colonizing space and leaving behind an earth that is completely degraded and destroyed. And not to mention that he's anti-union. Um, Tesla has been described as a hotbed for racist behavior. And overall, he's just a lot of hype and not much substance. So that was one, that was yeah. one billionaire we discussed. Mm. I mean, like, all these billionaires, there's very little good to say about them. I, think, I Also, the recent one was Bill Gates. So Bill Gates yeah. came out with a book called yeah. How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. But did he not address capitalism? Well, of course he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> capitalism. capitalism. But it's so ridiculous. So his foundation and his company have funded Republicans in the past. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Microsoft, Microsoft donated to... Um, Purdue in Georgia in, in the special Senate election while Microsoft was urging Biden to be very ambitious on climate change. So it's this like constant posturing of like saying one thing and then doing another. Right. And even and, while and we saw that with, with all the green billionaires we were talking yeah. about, that this constant contradiction between that promise of, of like building a sustainable green future, but meanwhile continuing to profit off the same kind of very destructive and harmful yeah, yeah. it's all can, part of their brand yeah and yeah. they continue to pillage greenwashing yeah they pillage, pillage Africa and South America for resources yeah, yeah I was about to bring up the cobalt mines that power we uh, whoever we want like is this the person that we really respect who, who said that was that Musk it was Musk, Musk on Twitter yeah. yeah also we should nuke Mars I thought that was funny though <laughs> he's honestly do you know he tweeted that he's like you can now buy a Tesla with Bitcoin yeah like, Bitcoin produces more than Argentina, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bitcoin has, like, an incredibly large carbon footprint because it's such an energy-intensive mm. currency. Or it's designed that way. And it's, like, supposed yeah. to be a decentralized bank. But, like, if these... But, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of it. And these people who prop it up are just... I feel like a lot of them are in it for a quick buck. And yeah. 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 I was reading about these communities in upstate New York around uh, this place called Plattsburgh where they now have started to... Like limit the amount of Bitcoin mines that are allowed to build in the area because it's like very like open and um, generally like low temperatures. So much people started building there, but it uses just two mines used fifteen percent of the entire like region's electricity. Oh my! And God. And, and they have rolling blackouts all through uh, that serious? area. Because, yeah, and then there was a bunch of like city lobbying against it, and it's just like nuts. Like no, no one really talks about that. At all. It's crazy, and it's designed to be like that because I, I suppose when you verify a transaction which is what mm-hmm. mining is it's meant so you like do constant like puzzles and like different solutions to like jump through hoops basically to make sure that you verify this transaction so it, it's baked into this currency is energy and in- intensivity and like mm-hmm. a high mm-hmm. carbon footprint the US dollar is better because it's backed by oil money so, equally, <laughs> equally as good currency. Yeah. You know. Well, do you think there's any hope to, like, create a less carbon-intensive 
cryptocurrency or I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I don't think crypto. I'm sure that I'm sure there's there's a project in the works, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Just I feel like the nature of cryptocurrency in general, yeah, incentivizes producing more and more. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not the most recyclable thing to do. I think we should, uh, you guys. Review the wine, and then we'll talk about the whiskey. Oh, okay. well, this is this is actually one of the wines we've already used on our previous oh. show. We had a lot to say about this um, great the, cartoon on the cover, which is this one about the fat guy. I remember this. I fell asleep yeah. this episode. Oh, great! Well, is it, we've got, was it that boring? I discussed yeah, it was factory farming. It was three a.m. It was three a.m. Oh, and enough. then oh, Timo's beautiful voice that, brought that's, me to sleep. That's a, a compliment. For <laughs> you know, I learned a lot, and then. You know, Timo should also like a cup. You know. Well, Timo, should you maybe you maybe want to describe the bottle? And then... Yeah, I can I can um, give a quick description. So, just oh, you, you want to describe the flavor of the wine? Well, describe you describe the bottle. The bottle. And go so we have this colorful cartoon that really caught my eye when I saw it on the shelf, and um, so it's got a few themes on it that were linked to the topic we were discussing, which was food and more specifically um, various agricultural practices and factory farming. So there's this fat man on his little bar stool drinking a glass of wine, uh, grilling a fish on a barbecue. <laughs> now, um, yeah, because obviously that ties in with the whole theme of um, fishing and the way we wage war on fish because fishing is completely an over-exploitation of a finite resource mm. and the types of technologies we use to capture fish nowadays are the types of technologies that were developed for warfare like yeah. sonar, sonar raid housing uh, etc so that's that's <laughs> I've gone off topic a bit but uh, that's one connection there that's, that's, um, that's the beauty of the show yeah, just going off. On it's basically a bustling urban scene. There's a man in a tram as well. City. So <laughs> that's thanks to the topic. It, it, of... It's an unconventional brand new wine. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a wine like that with just like a cartoon. No, it, it, it's, it's almost a piece of art on the yeah, front. It, it grabs the eye. It's fun. And, uh, and on the oh. label it says it's to be consumed with friends. So that's I, exactly I what like, I feel like, like the rule <laughs> about alcohol is just never drink it alone. Yeah. Mm. You can make any bad drink. Yeah. Good company. And also, once you start drinking alone, then it starts to seem like a problem. Like, you're, you're just drinking. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But just, like, yeah, like, the like the fish industry, like, if we're moving on that, it's just, like, a harmful industry. And a lot of times, it, like, it's blamed, like, the when they, like the whales and seals get blamed on these, mm. these like, native communities when mm. the reasons why they're extinct is not because of... Yeah, it's not because of practices by the host right. communities. It's I think that's a good point. So they, they they've been sustainably doing that they've been for doing generations, for, yeah, yeah. centuries and centuries. They so, knew it's like bring in like ten whales a year, and that keeps yeah. them going. Like, so it's like like <laughs> it's yeah. all about scale. It's a question yeah. of scale. Yeah. It's the okay. same with like family farms versus factory farms. There's no comparison there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you were talking about like how you were now vegan. Mm. And you're still vegetarian, if I remember right from the episode. And it's like yeah, I think that's a very important thing to do. Mm. But it's about like eating the most sustainably for you. And yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, if we're vegan, all of us, it's better for the environment. But if Bill Gates decides to, like, not get, buy off the vaccine and not let uh, poor countries get it, like yeah. that, and him burning all the fossil fuels is arguably worse and does more damage than yeah, I mean, individual yeah, care. Personal diet is a lot more to do with your ethical stance than really trying to address the climate crisis because... Like you being vegan or being plant based is not actually gonna 
change anything in terms of climate impact and actually mitigating emissions because we're just a drop in the ocean. But I think a lot of people mm-hmm. could be a lot of drops. It's like about eating meat yeah. less, but it's but about like you shouldn't focus too much on the individual. Yeah, that, like, yeah. The, the, we can't forget that a hundred companies are responsible for seventy percent of emissions in the atmosphere. Yeah, and like so, three people control more wealth than the bottom forty percent. Right. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't live your life according to the principles you preach. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. yeah, you should do everything in your power to reduce yeah. your you own should, you should footprint. be the change you want to see. Like, I should yeah. burn plastic, because it doesn't really matter <laughs> that I'm doing it. Like, everyone oh, should stop doing this. Spray Why are you burning plastic? <laughs> I just get bored, you know. <laughs> you could talk about your bottle, you know. The, oh, the, you, please, yeah. please should, divulge. Should, this, this was club-carded whiskey. Oh. It's like a, I mean, what's whiskey? whiskey does taste better if it... It's club-carded, I think. You feel you feel better ordering it. Because mm-hmm. the club card definitely is there to get you to buy more stuff. Mm. But when I'm buying whiskey, it makes me feel a little bit better. And it shows a topographical map of this region of Scotland. Of Aberdeenshire. Hmm. That's the lo- locality. And then it just talks about the, the region, how the whiskey is made. I have to say, it's a very majestic yeah. bottle. And it is. It's very it's, regal. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's beautiful. Almost, yeah. It's almost the, the mirror but opposite of our... It's, it's very much maximalism versus minimalism in, in concept. Mm, I guess. Um, there's definitely rooms for both types of art forms. Of, of art yeah. forms. <laughs> Indeed. What, what's the, the flavor profile? I'd say it is... Does it match you the majesty say, of the bottle? And I'll see what the thing says. I've been, I've, been, uh, I've been biased already. It's, not it's a, a bit thing. harsh on the nose. You know? <laughs> That's it, uh, a bit mean. That's a bit mean. <laughs> I liked it, you know? There's some peat. Some, uh, maybe some caramelly, nutty, nut notes. I don't know. <laughs> it's a hearty flavor. Wait, 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 what's it say? Why don't you read it, Dean? It, so taste, it says light, silky, peat smoke, and creamy vanilla balanced with sweet honey and spice. Do you guys want to try some? I, I'll just finish off this. Uh, Usually usually we just, usually on this podcast we just drink Buffalo Trace, which is obviously a masterpiece mm. in its own right. You see, I didn't uh, know it was big in America until I saw my friend's Snapchat story. And it had Buffalo Trace on it. Are you guys big whiskey drinkers? Is that your I'd say food? so. I like a nice wh- I like getting home to a nice whiskey on like a Tuesday night. <laughs> you feel warm inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's and what, what, did, did you get into whiskey when you got to St. Andrews or was mm-hmm. that? It goes further back. Huh? I did not like whiskey when I first got here, but I... Uh, my, my dad... Adjusted. My dad was always into whiskey. So, and then I... Ooh, ooh this is smoky. It's lightly yeah. smoky. I like it. I like it's smoke. It's silky peat smoke. You see, actually, I think the there? best part, listening to Save the Planet, why not? If you could tell, as the episode goes longer... <laughs> How Noah cannot handle his liquor. That's just... Can you? I mean... I get, it, uh, what I will say is that at, at certain points in the show, I, I get very animated. Agitated. Mm-hmm. I go on some rants. Emotional. But... Um, of course. What was the biggest one? I think I was... Possibly the... Um, reproductive labor. Reproductive labor. <laughs> you got extremely passionate about that one. We were just talking about how the economy was so messed up in its priorities. How just... This, what it places value on. The fact that... Yeah. Raising a child is absolutely not instant, like supported by government. Yeah, yeah, considered yeah, to be worth, worthy work. Or. And then conservatives, 
Like, they're conserving nothing, really. And they always talk about family values. Exactly. But they propose stuff that are antithetical to... It, yeah. it serves to keep the family separated uh, through the labor market, in a mm. sense. Yeah. It's just not baked into... You know, no sort of family incentivization is yeah. baked into salary. Mm-hmm. There was there was a study done that estimated if you valued reproductive labor within the current economic framework, it would account for like sixteen trillion dollars, which yeah. is what like a third of global GDP. And it just shows like what what are we actually placing value on, putting placing value on like trivial consumption, and the value of you know bringing life into the world just goes completely. Out the window. Yeah. yeah. You know, our our show is has some very, I think, strong points. But, you know, I, I like your show because it's very more intellectual in its oh, pursuits. Yeah. And I feel like we get there sometimes. But we like uh, we like the cultural. I'm big into cultural history, and I like talking mm, yeah. about the I culture war and it's, yeah. ho- it's hilarity. Yeah, we, I, I definitely say we're more of a... But we, we do a decent amount of economic analysis, or more maybe economic complaining. In a sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't read enough theory in that. It's a very fair critique of me. (laughs) I'm just illiterate half the time. (laughs) I think we we can't help ourselves. We, like, go into... Well, we went into doing this show thinking it would be, like, a very casual and unprepared chat. And Uh then, like, one or two hours before every show, we're, like, frantically researching our topic and, like, (laughs) coming up with facts. Uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah, I think we're we're kind of the opposite. We, We more sit down... I mean, I think our, see what comes I think our best episode, which is the Alana one, where we had like topics to talk about, mm-hmm. but like the best conversation we had was I think the Avery one, where it just stemmed out of a more like a more realistic conversation, Free-flowing. Mm-hmm. and it just uh. got it just got to her talking about the rise of Asian American hate crimes mm. and how how it personally affected her, and I think mm. like there is definitely a place for both types. Yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't have come to that topic if it hadn't become naturally and, and, and naturally emerged yeah, you, you wouldn't have thought to ask her to talk about that I mean if, I think mm. if you you could have maybe like done it but I felt like it would have felt more artificial yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and not been as like if we're like oh we're gonna talk about this topic this yeah. way I feel like that it's more of an organic discussion yeah. I, I think in our show we have a bit of a structure but oftentimes what we're discussing you know it comes just quite naturally yeah, yeah. It is, it I think the prep we do is just more sort of like have some things to fall yeah. back on if we yeah. have like gaps in our conversation. Yeah, when it's just the two of you, like sometimes there's more room for the silence to to extend. To, yeah, if you don't have anything to like fall back on. I definitely say like instead of silence, Renzo and I just kind of fall back into either a Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> J- yeah. Joe Rogan, or um, impersonation or what? No, more, <laughs> more just make fun of. Yeah, just, just just giving our thoughts about... Because um, there's always enough yeah. stuff to be oh, upset yeah, about. Yeah. You know, that's why there's a bunch of reactionaries. You know? they have, there's reasons for them to be upset. Mm-hmm. And it's normally a lot of times they're doing. Plenty of reasons to be upset. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think one thing is always like, oh, you can complain about capitalism and neoliberalism. And I think those are completely valid. But the challenge is always like in imagining a better future. Like, mm-hmm. what, what is to grow from What's this? to fill the void of, like... Because what's left behind when you've, like, done away with the whole yeah. of society and policy? Capitalism has, like, economy. completely conquered our, like, public imagination and, like, our moral consciousness. Yeah, like, like it's, it's not what... falling anytime soon is, I think, the sad thing. I mean, I think, like, there's, yeah, like, the imagine. popular culture... It depends. Well, yeah, it, <laughs> this might be the time for us to yeah. uh, revolutionary... I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe in, like, ten years, like, the revolution <laughs> will happen, you know? 
You know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of like, revolution as it is. I feel like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should strive to do it. Don't go. I think if we, if revolution is what it has to come to, then maybe. But it's like we try. Because uh, Bernie Sanders almost got elected. Okay. Well, and I mean, that's a big step. That's true. I but, mean, it, it's it's way ahead of where it was ten years yeah, ago. Yeah. Well, you acknowledge like in the U.S. at least, and I think in a lot of cases the left doesn't win, but they push the agenda mm-hmm. and they relocate ideas that were once in the margins. Yeah, like the nucleus like Chuck Schumer is actually doing a lot of stuff with like. Yeah, because he's worried about he's losing scared of AOC. Yeah. And I know it's, it's like terrifying. Tim O is talking about New York, my home state, and you, yeah. you all surround it. So we'll, we'll leave the New York discussions, yeah. but it's like it just shows how. The power of the left and like its positions are overwhelmingly popular. Mm-hmm. That it can move quite just, a conservative yeah. Democrat very, very left. I, I just question if ele- electoral politics can ever really fulfill the systemic changes we need in, in a rapidly shrinking. You see, but like the Voting window. Rights Act, if you had a lot more people to vote, then eventually the left, if they it, actually. But, but the sad thing is, like, there's, there's people are voting. Not realizing it for opposition to like things that they support. I mean, right? people yeah, do like, vote against their interests, but I'm like sure. that's because the Democrats run a ban, like candidates. So it's like the like the the center left is always sabotaging itself. Right. That's true. Because it always likes saying like the right is the problem, but then mm-hmm. it's easier to govern when the right is actually in charge, so you can get votes that way. Mm. Right. Instead of actually doing governing and passing hard policies that affect like benefit affect most people but hurt the people paying for your campaigns yeah i mean that's a huge issue i think is the money in politics and obviously we're speaking from a very like american point of view but like it, it's ever since citizens united where corporations have been able to funnel unlimited amounts of money into politicians yeah. mm-hmm. you know i mean it just like, made it more brazen like corporations are doing that like democracy, tammany hall yeah. like that's always yeah. been a thing but democracy like i think it's something me and Tim discuss a lot like democracy is such a shell game and it's like they do not represent people. They literally serve corporations. So democracy is not even really a thing right now. And we were discussing at dinner, like, is capitalism even compatible with democracy? Like, real, genuine, radical democracy? Well, it's it's Depends. obviously not. It's like, it's an oligarchy. It's always going to be an oligarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like the, if, it, the fact that they're billionaires, like, it's not a real democracy because they could fund, yeah. they could change the way politicians think. Well, it's not your average citizen who's being represented by these politicians. No, it's mm-hmm. like a certain set of elite like values and policies. And they try yeah. to appease you, but it's still like they're just legislating in the interest of corporations they're, they're and not service. in the interest of people. And even if you somehow find a way to get them out of politics, right, by saying like, oh, you know, we'll do publicly funded elections, you know... C- Capitalism is still what's funding the vast majority of our media. And, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's like even if – I think in the UK they have publicly funded elections, right? Mo- mostly at least. But like the BBC and then, is and then, But then you have like Sky, right, is owned by yeah. Rupert Murdoch and so is yeah, like the yeah. Sun. Well, for, the, what were you saying? Like 50% of um, – 70, 70% so. of British media is owned by three companies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Which, and I'm sure it's pretty similar in America as well, yeah, right? Like, like, and like BBC and is to support the status quo, mm-hmm. which yeah. is always defending capitalism. So what? it's like it's not like they always oh, right. it's like left leaning. It's like no, right. it's centrist. By your yeah. by your like view, it's left leaning, mm. but that's very skewed and not an accurate. I mean, even the Guardian, I'd say, is more like uh, they fired uh, the guy, you know, because Nathan, made a Nathan joke. J. Robinson. Yeah, he, he followed. Well, him. What's, what's 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 they they fired um, Nathan J. Robinson um, for who was a columnist 
for yeah. uh, making a joke about how the U.S. included stimulus for Israel in the stimulus bill from November. It's like whenever they give mm. money to people, they have to also just uh, give yeah, money. Yeah, money to Israel. You got fired, though? He got, he got well, fired. Was he, like, a columnist? Like, a he, yeah, he was a columnist, yeah. and he's, he's, edit, he's editor-in-chief of Current Affairs. And then, like, Mom. Mm. If you guys want to listen more about <laughs> this discussion, listen to our episode with... It was Alana, right? Was it Alana? I think so. Yeah, with a lot. I think it was a lot. So why, why was that so like outrageous that it had to be fired for? Because he because he critiqued Israel. That's why. And, like, and, that and, and then it was like sensitive topics. And it, but it was like also like how you critique Israel is mm-hmm. like where like he got in trouble for doing it. Like there's ways they do it. Like like Guardian of the New York Times have some critiques of Israel, but it never goes like to a certain level. Right. Like once you threat to capitalism and other stuff, but it's time for you to go. Can't be crossed. Yeah, I, I don't know how you can start having genuine discussions about reform or systemic change if the media is so captured by corporate right. interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're speaking like Lennon again. <laughs> yeah, where are people expected to get their information from? But it's true. It's like the British media is trash. Mm-hmm. Like, I think from living here, I've realized, like, and they, it is horrible. And it, always, it's almost worse. It's, 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 it's border. I, I, I don't know if I want to say it's as bad as American media, but it's like. It might be as bad. It might be as bad. You see, like, I definitely live in somewhat of a bubble of New York, and New York City especially, but it's like, how I I hear English people speak, and like, what the reality is, is more different than what I hear in America. Mm. Well, I notice it's more subtle here, right? So it's like, here, they they don't have Tucker Carlson, right, who will just Mm -hmm. go on TV and, like, lie. But they will have Sky or, you know, The Sun, right, do, like, a concerted campaign based on non-realities to smear a person right yeah. whether it's yeah. like jeremy corbyn or even like like megan markle for yeah, example they right like, they like it racially is... attack every yeah. black football player yeah and it's like they yeah. can do like one thing wrong or yeah. like, like marcus rashford like bought a home for his mom and they it's still attacked true. him for yeah, that that's true. and it's like like fo- even fox news for how bad it is could not get away with doing that because it's like but like these news networks in the uk can get get away with doing that because they've always been doing that yeah it's, it's atrocious yeah. sort of like things they also like choose to focus on the sort of unimportant details like Mason Greenwood's yeah Icelandic, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and, and, with, with Phil Foden and, yeah. then, and then for some reason <laughs> it's always attacking and, and then uh, they just black or Muslim to, yeah, people like be like there's like there's like critiques of Harry Kane that I feel the time like that but like they never talked about no. like that he hurts players by how he plays yeah. offense. But no, they attack Salah for diving, but they don't attack plenty of other players for diving, which yeah. is like just as much. And these these might seem like harmless examples, but they're like it's played it's out representative in, in the arena of sport. But then it's also reflective of just general. Yeah, like, or they all say it's like um, a unique thing. But like if it's you're always attacking right. black and brown players, yeah. and Muslims, it's like yeah, you could like write off That's one right. as like oh, it's a. Uh, it's just like we're singling this guy right. out, but it's, it's a pattern. Undercurrent. It's it's, it's like racism in a suit and tie. Yeah, you know, it's okay. it's America. We're just much more um, uh, uh, blatant yeah, with, yeah, our, with our with our critiques. But here it's almost flag. more pointed and like couched like, in, in language. Couched in language, acceptable. Yeah. You see, I'm just see, like the, the like the difference is. You you disagreed with me last time talking about the Meghan Markle thing about that, like oh, about yeah. how like. Like, the fact how the cultures are different, but they're implemented in a different way. And I was, like, relating, like, the royal family to how people, like, simp over billionaires. 
and it was like I thought it was like the UK version of it mm. where it's like mm. how they like how classes viewed differently in America and the UK because like like um, the American dream was it's still believed by a lot of people yeah. now it's mm-hmm. like it's all of a sudden it's like less less viewed as like the farce it was mm. or it's like I, I eventually I, I could potentially move up the ladder but the system will not change yeah and it'll like it will allow a few people to move up but overall and it's like the UK it's a more rigid class structure even then it's like well people move to a different neighborhood they're like they're voting Tory just to like yeah just to maintain the small power they do have or I yeah and you're you discussing Tories is also interesting because like so the British media is horrendous almost on par <laughs> if not worse than American media but it's also like the Tories in this country literally run shit and like at yeah. least in the US you have some type of opposition like, yeah no this is nothing here there's like, no there's literally nothing I, I mean like When's the last time there was a Labour Prime Minister? I mean, yeah, 2010. Was that Blair? 2010. No, it was um, Ed Miliband. He was Blair's successor in, like, 2010, I think. Yeah, but they... And, then, and, then, really and then he was Labor. gone. Then David Cameron became PM, right? And then that was... Mm-hmm. It's been it. It's been, like, oh, more than a decade now. And it's, like, Labour is... Was, like, purposely uh, sabotaging. It's, like, left-wing it's, it's side left-wing of it. leader. So it's, like... There's, like, no difference, really, between the Lib Dems and Labour. And it's, like, they're... Well, the left is split. I mean, if you want to describe Lib Dem as, like, center-left. Yeah. Whereas, like, the right is completely consolidated under the Tories. Well, because, like, they, at the end of the day, like, they'll disagree about cultural stuff. But when it comes down to economics, like, yeah, yeah, like, we should, like, less taxes and not, we all give our friends the, the jobs yeah. to do. What's so sad, though, is, like, you saw, like, the red wall was, like, used to vote Labour consistently. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of them, for the first time, like, like decades voted for a Tory to, like, deliver Brexit, basically. Boris talking about his, like, oven-ready deal or whatever. Well, I think like, it's also unfortunate that Jeremy Corbyn was, had to run in, the, in a Brexit year, where he's, yeah. he, he had... Because if he support... He originally, I don't even think, was that against Brexit. Well, yeah. I saw and some, like, leftists, like, support Brexit. Supporting it, right? But, like, if he had supported Brexit and been like, all right, we're going to use BJ's deal, like, he's in a bad position because half his party hates him. And then if he... Goes against Brexit, and he ended up taking like kind of a middle ground, and he, it's just like a losing position. I feel like it's a Brexit election, and like mm-hmm. now that's like the left's last chance in this country for years, you know. Yeah, there's not, like Jesus super really, unfortunate. Yeah, especially now with, like the vaccine nationalism and like Boris, yeah. like making this super specious claim that because they're out of the EU that the vaccines are being rolled out quicker. It's like yeah. uh, it's. Well, it's like I saw a little bit of that where it was like. How like the U.S. was doing a better vaccine role than Canada because mm-hmm. they don't have nationalized insurance or health insurance. I was mm. like, or nationalized healthcare. And I was like, that's not why. Well, it's I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, like when Italy was getting hit really hard. Like you had yeah. all these conservative pundits who just be like, "This is what happens when you socialize." <laughs> yeah, I was socialized okay, medicine. I was like, "What the hell are you <laughs> talking about?" Too quick to point fingers at Italy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it just I, I don't really know how the UK is going to move past Bojo because Bojo also, has his like cult of personality there's like, yeah, like yeah. there's not that much optimism I have for the UK he's like where in the America I do see I'm like I'm a bit yeah. of optimism sometimes but I do see like the left wing figure as being popular and like, more of a vibrant yeah. left and are like, there no promising um, candidates for the future for a bit I mean I'm very more in, into, the, in the UK in the UK well, like, Starmer is the new... Star- Labor. Starmer's Labour leader, and he's, you know, he's a neo-lib. He's, yeah. He's and, sir, and f- the sir funny thing, too, Starmer. is, like, he's, he's unpopular as well, which is, like, he's just unpopular as unpopular as, as Corbyn was. Yeah. 
And and he yet yet he shanked him in the back to gain like three points. It's, it's like nothing. It's like the it's like Warren and Sanders, but like Warren is better than Keir Starmer at least. Definitely, yeah. Um, but at least they have healthcare here. Yeah. <laughs> at least, yeah. at least, at least. But it's like, dude, Boris Johnson would be Democrat in the U.S., right? Yeah, he no. would be. Yeah, it would like, be. It'd be like a center. Say, he'd be like a center. Be like a blue dog left Democrat. Dem- yeah, he'd be like a blue dog Democrat. Yeah, but like we say that. But like, but also his his rhetoric, his immigration rhetoric. But like in reality, like the blue blue dog. (laughs) But in reality, like I'm I'm a brew dog. I'm definitely brutal. I I actually disagree with that rhetoric. Saying like how the Tories are, are like Democrats. Like they're definitely more right than, or definitely more left than the current day Republicans. Just because the Republicans get away with doing more stuff. Yeah. Like, if Boris Johnson had the chance to get away no, with something. No, but they, they, they did a systematic study of manifestos. And, like, the Republican platform or manifesto is closer to, like, the Freedom Party in Australia, which is a literal neo-Nazi splinter party <laughs> than it is to, like, classic conservative parties like the Christian Democratic Union in Germany or the Tories in England or, like, the, the right in Canada. So it's, like, they're literally so far right. Like the Republicans, mm-hmm. it's like you can't compare them to other conservative. But I'm like, if, yeah. if if Boris Johnson could live with the same stuff Trump could do, and which he does a lot of time, he would do that. And it's like I like I don't yeah. see like like functionally, if they both had their power like that. There's not that much difference because like Boris Johnson is trying to sell off NHS to America, which he has succeeded in part of it. So like I like I like like the Boris Johnson trying to become more like the. Like the Reagan era, like back to Thatcher, like something yeah, like that. Yeah, so like, when you say they're like the same as Democrats, the Democrats have a different goal than the Tories do. You say that if Boris Johnson could, he'd like, he, if, if he could get away with it, he'd be a lot worse. But what, what are the sort of structures that are preventing him yeah. from like following through on his like worse ideas? Because, like, uh, versus the US. There yeah, has been point. popular labor policies passed. And that people like it very more successful than like I do like FDR for his his very like uh, democratic socialist ideas he passed in the New Deal. Mm. But it was like there was more successful labor movements in the UK, which yeah. got a lot of popularity right. with systems, mm-hmm. which were not more of a his- historical precedent right. for for labor. Which is the only the reason why the only real pushback against the Tories it's like right. that how popular the NHS is. Right. I was yeah. yeah. The NHS is like. Everyone loves the NHS, basically. Yeah. And, and it's like the to- Tories can't just sabotage it. Like, well, in open it, daylight. They, they do yeah. sabotage they it. Do. Yeah, but, it, but it's not, not, it's, not, it's not still not as... They couldn't, pri- they, they couldn't privatize the NHS yeah, like right. they did the railroads. So they, it's like, they, like they could, never... Like, like, it's like, oh, the conservatives, like, yeah. oh, government runs bad. It's because, like, you underfund it and you purposely mismanage yeah. it. It's like, I wonder why it's working bad. Yeah. No, but it's I like, know. if stuff is properly managed, it'll work well. But they're not like, oh, we're going to tear down the NHS. Like, they know that yeah. wouldn't be, like, a politically effective message because it is such a popular... Whereas in the U.S., okay. like if we, if if anything, they they ran on tearing down Obamacare, right? Which is like yeah. a, well, Obamacare was, was like Romney's idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romney's idea. Can I try some of the wine? Yeah, like, go ahead. Well, it's like it just shows like how like the Democrats were just like pushed so far right that they were like trying to pass like the most basic of yeah. of like like the the you rights know, like. Well, yeah, it should. I mean, Margaret Thatcher said like her greatest achievement as prime minister was like new labor 
like yeah. convincing labor that neoliberalism was like the, the new way, status quo. Yeah. Because she she basically convinced her opponents of this like new economic paradigm. And I think you probably saw the same in the U.S. with like Bill Clinton, who was like, I mean, it's like Bill Clinton yeah, he's of the he's, he's, he's yeah, of Reagan's class. Bill yeah. Clinton and Tony Blair were such good friends, and it was like not. I mean, George Bush, George W. Bush, and Tony Blair were such good friends. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's like, it shows like how like all these presidents are hanging out, and just because of like Donald Trump's rhetoric is like just bad mm-hmm. enough, but they want to hang out with him. And yet, no leaders have done anything to combat climate crisis. Nothing. Nothing. No matter what you know, political like, orientation yeah. you're on. And and I also think like there's um, this almost like a. Uh, uh, there's a global consensus that, like, we need to fight climate change, right? Yeah. But, like, that never materializes in anything. And then it, it, it results in these, like, massive almost, like, circle jerks about stopping climate change. Yeah. And they just weren't. Like, like a lot of the, uh, 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 I feel like, cop summits, right? Yeah. You can, like, look at things like that where um, even, like, my IR lecture, the, the lecture is like, oh, like, I'm so excited for this cop summit. It's like, you literally know, like, nothing is going to happen at this <laughs> yeah. summit. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, so a lot of this uh, talks about, uh, like we, we saw it with the, the Paris um, climate, climate talks. Yeah. I mean, they, a lot of important points were raised. They they wrote this extremely complex and completely un like indecipherable mm-hmm. <laughs> report, which is apparently it's only like two sentences and it's like thirty pages long. So it's oh, just really? a, a bunch of semicolons oh, and colons. Right. Yeah. It's just, oh, completely impenetrable. <laughs> and I think that just like just the language in, ri- in which it's written like proves that it's such an elitist rhetoric that's never going to actually um, materialize into any direct action because they they want it to remain abstract and to, mm. for it to just remain the domain of like elites discussing things mm-hmm. and not implementing them and the way it's written yeah. like prevents it from actually being seen in practical terms yeah because like even if like right. you study these things like even stuff like that i know i guess a little more than the average person it's like even for me it's complicated and it's even complicated for like in some intellectuals yeah. Yeah. like it's such a hard to, it's a hard brave entry and like, yeah i think it's a really good point it's it's like this whole idea of like the elites trying to manage a crisis that they caused in the first yeah period. i saw something where it's like a billionaire and they won't take credit for yeah i saw yeah. like a billionaire pay like 30 million to pay like for like us i don't know if it's true but it was like a billionaire to pay like like usc or ucla oh to research the cause of homelessness yeah i saw that yeah and he's like the guy's like a mirror is ten dollars yeah target it just like <laughs> the obvious thing so this posturing is like greenwashing and uh, it's also like the world economic forum just wants mm-hmm. to, I, I want to throw up every time i see that is that it's the like, um the Davos? Davos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's well, absolutely. That, guy, that, that guy at Davos who was like, yeah, like you're on tax enough. Oh, right? Rucker Bregman, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he didn't get invited back. <laughs> <laughs> they took like Tucker Carlson like went and showed the clip of him because oh, he like that was also funny. just showed like how stupid he was. Bregman? So Bregman, he, yeah, he's, a, he's the author of yeah, yeah, Utopia for Realists. So he he went to this panel on, I don't know if it was like social justice or like some progressive panel, and he's like. Mm-hmm. We need to be talking on taxes, 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 because multinational corporations aren't paying their taxes, yeah. wealthy people are evading taxes, and it's like depriving states of money to actually spend on public policy and like a social safety net. And it was really like, because he was going so much against the grain, like nobody was talking about taxes. Yeah. Nobody effing pays their taxes. Mm-hmm. And it's become like so like accepted, like it's so. 
it's so sad almost like like nothing is being done because that's like the sad status quo and he he brought it up and he didn't get invited back next year yeah but like it's, yeah. it's also it's just like 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 the paying taxes it's like just like the irs has, goes after poor people like poor yeah. people mm-hmm. to make up for their audits because it's way more expensive to audit rich people and it's also like like the way we do the do, the tax money we do get instead of spending like like stuff we need we'll like make a new jet yeah for no apparent reason yeah. we just like waste a bunch of money for like I mean that's an interesting question is like how, how much agency should the taxpayer have and where mm. their money goes or like should you have some sort of say in like what your tax money like well, goes into I think, I think, projects? I don't things? think you should like direct that. When all the taxes I go to go to climate change, but I yeah. do think it's like who you vote for. Like, yeah. but there is no I mean, like Canada yeah. like I, I'm anti-war, anti-imperialist. Just like my my tax dollars are gonna go to war, but like war. my yeah, like these tax dollars. Like a certain yeah. percentage of your like obviously a certain amount would would go towards like covering basic like um, public. Like infrastructure, like just no, basic, I think it's basic needs, but like I think maybe I, a certain percentage could be could go towards like, like you get to choose, like you get, you get to yeah. choose what you want to put I, it in. I think, in theory, that would be met by electing people who mm-hmm. align with your interests. But it is an right. interesting idea, and it's actually something that Jay Cole raps about. Yes, in um, <laughs> what song is that? He's uh, uh, like. But it might be immortals or something. I saw yeah. something just to like bypass the like yeah. the extra step of a I'm having a political representative. Yeah, just, I, mean, like, I think it just, just I do think it. that yeah. could go to like some bad, like bad angles. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, on yeah. the wall. With this. <laughs> well, what I think should happen is like in my um, in my city of Stamford, Connecticut, every year my parents receive like a a pie graph. Ooh. Showing exactly what percentage of their taxes went into which category. And I think it would actually change a lot of ways people look at government and yeah. vote if you literally gave them that, but for yeah. the U.S. federal government, right? Because when I look at it, I think, like, holy shit, like, so much of our tax costs go, go to public education oh, yeah. and worker pensions. And yeah. it's like, okay, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. you want to pay taxes. And if you showed people that... But it's like seventy percent of it's the military budget, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then like healthcare is like four percent. You'll look at it and be like, hmm, like maybe yeah. I should adjust who I'm electing right. for yeah. for office. Emotionally, like motivated to like yeah. think about it more carefully if yeah. you know that your money is being poured into something. Like, like, with. like, why do I have to work forty hours a week to destabilize the Middle East? Yeah, like, is yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's exactly. <laughs> like what, like. The average person in the Middle East has way more in common with the average person in America than they do mm-hmm. with like the people running the countries, like eight of the countries. Yeah. So it's just like just this large disconnect how they like yeah. rig up tribal or well, nationalist I, values. I think another really interesting idea is like so government actually funds loads of innovations that yeah. we think are like solely private market. Uh, inventions, for example, the iPhone, and a lot of components of the iPhone initially received government funding, whether that be Siri or the Internet, which was developed by the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, which is a branch of the uh, the Defense mm-hmm. Department. So a lot of the initial building blocks were from government funding, which is taxpayer money, right? Yeah. And then Apple, I mean, they brought it together. They made it a commodity that they marketed well, and they made you know billions of dollars in profit, and they don't pay taxes on it. So hypothetically, that would be some type of return on investment because if the taxpayer money is providing the initial investment, mm-hmm. then we should also receive some 
return on it. But what's yeah. happening is that the Where's risk is socialized. The, yeah. prof, the profit is privatized, and that needs to change. Yeah, it's like, well, it's the same thing with universities, right? Like, it's like, like plenty of the most important innovations of the 20th century came from in the United States came from Massachusetts Institute of Technology right yeah. like like I know like la- even something as simple as lasers right yeah. which are used in virtually like like all like detection equipment of like yeah. any kind mm. oh, was invented in like an MIT lab yeah yeah <laughs> so e- even even if you're not paying taxes on it chances are that like it was not developed for a profit like it was not like the thing that you're using right like the iPhone was not de- initially developed like for a profit. You see, it's yeah. our no, losses, it's yeah. but my profit. Yeah, it's it's exactly. just like myth, and I, that's why I think it's like a complete myth that like capitalism breeds innovation, oh, right? Because it's, it's, it's like such a myth. It's a, it's you like, use an iPhone, or, or same thing with the um, COVID vaccines, right? Like, there's actually a quote from this um, Texas. I think it's like a Texas uh, state senator, congressman, yeah. and um, basically the. Moderna vaccine was like originally designed by I think it was scientists like in the NIH, yeah. CDC or something right, and then they gave the rights to sell it to Moderna. Same thing with AstraZeneca it was funded yeah. by Oxford and they give it given AstraZeneca. Because well, Bill Gates and this and this politician said um, he said like oh I'm so happy to have the uh, uh, rights to buy the vaccine that I already paid for twice like. Yeah. It, it doesn't no. make any sense. Well, yeah, it's like these, like, like, like. One thing for the U.S. government is they have no way to distribute, like, mm-hmm. the, like the healthcare innovations mm-hmm. they do promote. So they have to sell it to but like the you, free you see, market. You see that with drugs all the time. It's like the NIH, the NIH, in the U.S. developed all of these drugs, and then literally big pharma just buys them for like yeah. tiny royalties, and then just. Jacks up the price they, to such an extreme degree that people who need them to survive can't afford. Yeah, like insulin. When is you like, literally your taxpayer money is funding that innovation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Again, insulin yeah. here is in America. Well. In America, is like twenty times more than yeah. any other place. Yeah, and I mean even for like basic stuff, right? Like I have plenty of friends who are from uh, the U.S. and then like transfer all of their medications to the NHS just to get them for free, right? Yeah, like, my my EpiPen in America, even with insurance. Still costs a lot of money, and all the copays, mm-hmm. which is what like the one thing Boris Johnson trying to put in. I actually had a um, I had a British friend who gave me two of his extra EpiPens. He said, "Give them to your friends at home." Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's like, "So because like, I already have so many, like just just give them to some of your friends at home who actually need them." So, like, so like, have to survive. <laughs> yeah, a copay is like when you go to the doctor's office, mm-hmm. and then it, like mm-hmm. stuff my insurance, but you still have to pay like oh. Fifteen dollars, mm. like that insurance doesn't yeah, in cover. Pocket, yeah, and it's like, yeah, for me, that's not really a problem. Or, but no. like, what, what what about deductibles? Yeah, that's really where yeah. they get you. So deductibles are basically like I I have health insurance, but mm. say I have some type of medical issue, and I go to the doctor and mm. they write me a check for say ten thousand yeah. dollars. And a deductible means that, for example, my deductible kicks in. At six thousand dollars, I would have to pay the first six thousand dollars out of pocket, and insurance covers the four thousand dollars that remaining. Yeah. Right. So your insurance only kicks in after a certain threshold. Oh, so, yeah. So it begs the question: Why the f do I even have insurance? insurance. In the first place? It's, it's crazy. And how, how much kind of deductible get up to? Like, I mean, it can be it can be like it can, it can be extreme, like yeah. really really high, especially with like lower quality plans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's very messed up. Yeah, and it's like like the insurance thing, like which one to choose is so complicated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like all these like tax stuff, like like TurboTax is just designed where like the government knows how much you owe, 
And so they just make it so complicated. So like the average person who's like trying to make a living, well, they don't have the time to research the best healthcare yeah. plan, yeah. which there is not that many Again, in their like, area. Like the, like the um, Paris climate document, just overcomplicating matters to make it incomprehensible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. We have to face simplification in all our Well, it's like Ted well, like Cruz was like, yeah, we got to make a law only four pages. It's like, that's ridiculous. But like, it has to be like, there has to be like a way where it's described more simply. I was reading this thing the other day that said um, in the United States, we're one of the only countries where you have to file your own taxes, right? Like oh, the really? government doesn't just send you a bill for you to pay. You need to oh, right. like go out of your way to get your tax return, right? Oh, yeah. So the IRS already knows how much you owe, but companies like TurboTax... And um, uh, uh, what's the other one? H&R Block, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have been lobbying the government for decades to make sure that tax filing is as complicated as possible to keep them in business. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I know in Spain, like, yeah, it's like the same thing. Like, they literally just, it, it's just taken out and then you're done. You know, you, they, you get a check from the government if mm. they take out too much. That's it. There's no filing. There's nothing. That's the it's point. the craziest yeah, thing. It doesn't make so, any sense. So when I was a maintenance man and I was getting paid by, mm-hmm. like, the city, the city of, like, and then it just, like, took off. Like, it already took off what I had to pay anyway. So they definitely know how much I pay. I have to pay in taxes anyway. Yeah. And it's like, like that was so obvious for me, but a lot of people don't do it. So you get like an unfair expectation of how much they, they have, like they earn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like such an unfair burden on mm-hmm. these people. And yeah. it's like, how are you supposed to navigate like the tax code, which is just so arcane as is? Uh, but if you're rich yeah. enough, you could find all these loopholes. Of course. So it's like, like the rich pay functionally a way less tax. So somewhere like like the like. Uh, Progressive taxes is like even back in like the fifties when it was ninety percent. Yeah, the functional tax rate was still like sixty percent. Because the the issue is that that when your stock appreciates and most wealthy people invest in services, which is not taxed as much as consumption, mm-hmm. and they also invest primarily just in stocks. So if I see an increase in stock price, that's not tax at all. I mean, it might be if anything. Like it's, the capital it's gains as tax a capital as well. Gain, yeah. Which is at 20%. And mm-hmm. where the highest like income tax rate is 38%. And isn't property tax a lot less? And that's a lot higher. Like a bunch of rich people make their money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess property taxes depend a lot on the, the local. Well, I saw something where it was like how property taxes is how like suburbia bankrupt America. And that's like another conversation. Yeah. Or well, like I'm going to do my research again. <laughs> like that, that is a very fascinating conversation. I've had like, a, like how like suburbia like bankrupt America and it was like ruining and it's like very unsafe for people living in. Like there's like really? no advantage of suburbia and like how Europe like one thing that Europe is a lot better. It's like mm. how like the cities are more livable and like a lot of times more safe because it's like a like when there's a problem, they like research why it happened. Like like in mm. Amsterdam, when there's mm-hmm. a car crash, they research why it happened and mm. not just like fix the car crash and leave these long roads which like sort of incentivize people driving faster and make everything more spread out. Mm-hmm. It's like, but like, like the whiskey and wine combination back to back. It does leave an interesting taste in your mouth, and I don't dislike <laughs> it, which I don't. Which is like, is that a bad thing on me? I don't dislike the it's criticism. It's a, I, the whiskey is quite like it's intense on the. And this one's quite the the wine's pretty sweet. But like the combination, like back to back, is like I thought it'd be like. I mean, I mean, we're all using the same glass, I think. 
Yeah. Like it sort yeah. of does work in a weird way. I don't know what it says about us that we're like we're not critiquing it, but it, it just had, I, I just had my first sip and it, it adds a kind I mean, of like a know, fruity it's all about breaking yeah. down these traditional boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Like we we don't consider wine on the one hand and whiskey on the other. We, we want to see Gee. what brings them together. It's just liquid. Producing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like it's alcoholic liquid. Yeah. <laughs> it's more about the company you're drinking with. It's not about yeah. what you drink. Exactly. Unless you're drinking like a very bad, unless you're drinking iron brew and wine, like I feel like that is too much. Iron brew and wine. Yeah, like iron brew and whiskey is fine. Okay, there's certain boundaries yeah. that have to remain in place. Like, 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 <laughs> like the weird thing is like when, like for film, I'm somewhat pretentious, but then I get like very mad and have like some pretentious film reviews, and I'm like, where is the line? Mm. And like the line for everything, what people do is like just below what they did. Well, it's, 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 you know, when you, it's like a, you know, when you see it type thing, right? But it's like, what, it's like, but I think like, like what we, what we view as okay is always like just worse than what we're doing. Like we can always justify mm-hmm. what we're doing, but anything slightly worse, oh, you're a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like a fit, it's like, it's, it's always like not fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to view it more as like a, a spectrum. Yeah. 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 You gotta be balanced. It's all about balance. Like that famous tweet where it's like, I never mean it. You say like, it's about getting the balance. Which on politics is not is. Just, just go as far left as you want. Yeah, apart you, from you, environmental <laughs> policy, which, which has to break away from the idea so, of the centrist balance. and well, so existential yeah. threat. Centrism is. is extremism. Centrism is extremism. Well, centrism... Any drag? Any, yeah. Centrism is just like whatever the status quo is. And the status quo right now is like the neoliberal, neoconservative agenda, which is uh, destroying well, the environment. What I just right. don't understand is how anyone of any... She's imbalance. Like, anyone can just look and be like, like, look at the way the world is right now and be like, yeah, like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, even if you're far right, I can be like, all right, like, your solution is completely, like, horrible, but, like, yeah. at least you're suggesting something. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, when I, like <laughs> someone yelled at me when I said, I'd rather have a fascist son than a centrist one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least my fascist son would at least be funded on At least he believes in something. <laughs> my, my, my centrist son would be like, well, there's arguments on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's, like, not, it's not a fair comparison. Where it's, yeah. like, at least, like, a fascist has an argument. And it's like... There's merits on both sides. Yeah, so I'm not gonna sad. make any strong decisions. Yeah. But it's like I see a lot of actually like smart people who just like don't want to get involved because how polarizing yeah. it is. Mm. And it's like that's a very hard discussion to mm. like just show people like what it is. And it's like I've in the past have gone the wrong way to like push people more left. And it's like I don't think you have to be like like a an anarcho communist. Mm. I'm not even I'm not there. And it's like but a lot of people are like, oh, it's like, gotta be that far left. Yeah, it's like, yeah. just like pushing people slowly left. And yeah. it's like, a lot of times, the way I've been going at it has been the wrong way. And so we like slowly bring up like the facts that like how, like unionization is not a bad thing. And how yeah. It gets workers more rights. And it's like, why we have weekends or we have like this small work week mm. is that why is because of the case of unions. Mm. So it's like, like, I don't know the best practice of doing it. It's all about, it's slow. It's a slow burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's also just knowing the way into people, I it's think. All, it's right? all about, we were talking about this over dinner, actually. Like, if, if someone has completely different views to you, like, what, yeah. how do you go about trying to present mm-hmm. your views to them? Like, you, you need some sort of a common basis of understanding to be able to communicate. Yeah, Otherwise, they'll just be talking mm-hmm. past each other. Yeah. There's, yeah. Like, there's, like, different types of arguments, I think. Because, like, when you're arguing with someone who's, like, completely insane... 
jacuzzi one way where there's like no way to win. Mm. That's a type of argument. Like someone's with you. Like if there's a crowd with you, that's when I agree with like you like demonize their points, make them look stupid. Mm. But like there's like, an average like good person who's like not mm. very into politics. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the way to get them to like see the light. It's not about forcing your views. Yeah, like, you, you're you, an idiot yeah. and you're a bad person for not understanding. Yeah. It's like you just address all these small points. It's like right. how. Like, you are disincentivized by society. Like, yeah. not look at mm-hmm. these points. I, I guess it's about presenting them with what you believe are the most convincing facts that have, like, made you feel a certain way. Yeah. And then, I, like, then like, they can do with that as they please. Like, it's like, I'm not where I am. All the way left is because, like... It's like, oh, like, these are the way that Karl Marx yeah. said. It's like, I believe a lot of these stuff, even when I was, like, indoctrinated in, like, how communism was so bad. Yeah. Because, like, I was taught that communism was bad. Yeah, like yeah. before, like even if I agreed with a lot of stuff that kind of yeah. said, I'm like I'm not mm. even. It's like that. Like am I? Like that's another conversation. Like if I'm a communist or not. But it's like these are so <laughs> these, like, these leftist conversations are so demonized. Yeah, where I it's mean, like you can, you can you can agree with what communism as a theory stands for, but completely disagree with what it achieves yeah. historically. And it's like yeah, like I'm not like I'm not going to defend the Soviet Union, China no. for what they're doing. Yeah. But it's like, on the other hand, like what America and these sure. Western, exactly. more like it's democratic it's just powers as have bad. done. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just as bad. It's like, so it's, never talked about the negative consequences of capitalism. You know, or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, of course, there are I mean, horrendous implications of global capitalism. We look at slavery in the US yeah. and then the imperial colonial yeah. project. Yeah. Those are all intimately tied up into capitalism. So people finger point at communism, especially Stalinism, and be like, well, look at what this yeah. system brought it. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to excuse that, but it just shows like people are completely blinded to the. I think the same. And and people also are just like taught the wrong facts about about a lot of these things too, right? Like, um, one thing that always stands out to me is things like the Cuban Revolution, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, are there are there like a lot of issues with some things like Fidel Castro did, for example? Like, sure, yeah, like there there definitely is, but like. No one ever talks about how bad the guy before it was, but Batista, Batista right? Yeah. And like, and like how now Cuba is one of the most literate countries on the entire mm. earth, yeah, and how like, medical yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, it's complicated, I think, and like you just you have to get people to break out of like the good guys, bad guys. Um, yeah, yeah, because uh, way more like mixed. Like a lot of times, like the left is so willing to like not defend. Like the left is someone like not to defend people mm-hmm. when like the right has no problem defending like neo Nazis. Yeah. When like, the left like gave up like Jet Uger, just because like it. Oh. Like a lot of times like they just like, give up Bernie Sanders like. Yeah. Well, like I don't think that's the right way to win elections. No. I agree. Or it's coalition. Like, it's it is coalition building. It's how you win, even if it's not possible to win, as we were talking about earlier. But like, you say it's not possible. But like Bernie Sanders was very came close, but then but then the establishment made concerted concerted efforts to sabotage and organize against. Yeah, but like it's like shown that the establishment can bleed, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's, there's, like it's not like like the, like the people are stronger than they can bleed. But like, will will true like working victor like working people's victory like ever happen? I don't know. Because it's like, let's say, let's say Bernie Sanders wins the election, right? Let's say Jeremy Corbyn wins the election, right? Like, even then, there's still going to be forces inside of his own party working yeah. to sabotage him. There, there are forces inside of his own party working to fight against Joe Biden, for God's sakes, right? And it's like... Joe Biden. It, Joe Biden. Who's like, 
who who is just in, like a complete like antique of the of the neoliberal era of even pre neoliberal era like nineteen yeah. seventies like. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I people like are always going to try to bring I bring think you that down. A lot I think. more people are. So how bad the rampant inequality is, is getting class consciousness. So a lot That's of, true. Like, but and there's a lot of, like very figures right now, especially in America. I can't say for Europe, which I don't know enough information about. It's like how like like Corey Bush, mm. and like hopefully Antonio wins. Like these are like amazing, like figures for good. As yeah, like, it's like I know not to like glorify no. humans, but like these yeah. are like, I'm like yeah. I know humans are fallible and make yeah. wrong decisions. Mm. But it's like, like these like these figures are a lot for like positive change, mm. mm-hmm. and it's like. But I mean, the progressives in the U.S. is still very much symbolic than like having real power in Congress. Yeah, if you look at the squad, is like the squad is like what? It's like eight people now. Yeah, the, the, out of yeah. out of out of out of four hundred thirty-five. I don't know. Like I, th- I think like calling them frauds for like making wrong decisions is like not the way to go about it. Oh, I, I agree with that. Well, like, I, I think that. there's like po- like the critiques I have the AOC or like some other people are fair, and it's like I think oh, I, I have I them, yeah. but it's like it's never my piece of AOC. It's like she's still better than almost every politician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, it's I, like yeah. and like a lot of people have like oh like when like I made like I made jokes about like one time I made a joke about Trudeau and someone thought I was conservative because I was making fun of him and it's like a lot of times like when you like insult like make jokes about how like ineffective these followers are like, they think you're the opposite and it's yeah. like well it's like like AOC I have some priest of her but like in no way is she anywhere close to like the average Democrat or yeah like, conservative. Like she is so much better. You should be able to criticize politicians even when they align with you mm-hmm. because yeah. in the end they work for you, and you shouldn't idolize politicians. Even though I, I'm so, I'm totally guilty about this, but like if you're trying to advance a movement and advance a struggle for a certain cause, mm-hmm. you can't get trapped in a cult of personality. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but that doesn't mean like I, for example, am like a huge AOC fanboy. And, like, do I necessarily criticize her enough? No, I don't think I actually ever criticize her. <laughs> but it, I think it's something you should be conscious of. Yeah, it's like, I, like, yeah, I, I like Elon Omar, and then just yeah. said, like, a, like she's or one Bernie of my favorite. I love Bernie Sanders. So yeah, like, it's Elon Omar thing. and Corey Bush, some of my favorite politicians. I don't know, like, but... And it's so like, difficult for us, I think, to, like, keep what these people stand for separate from mm-hmm. them as individuals. Like, to keep the, the person separate from the... The ideas that they like. I think like the idea. Yeah. It's like the ideas of people who, like, died young. It's like so much easier to glorify because they never had the opportunity to make a decision. You know, you. You either die a hero, see yourself live long enough to be. You know, Christopher Nolan had a lot of things to say. Yeah. You know. I guess I'm wondering if that's like some sort of cognitive bias, or like, in a way, we can't really separate an individual from like what they stand for. Like in our minds, we have to associate ideas and theories with like a face mm-hmm. and that's how cultural personalities come about like we can believe in certain ideas or policies but mm-hmm. in the end we we need to like pin it to something or locate it somewhere and often that takes the form of a certain politician yeah, and then we, we really like instead of fighting for the idea we we like completely support that yeah. one person yeah but like there's like a thing where it's like like human nature is like it's very complicated and like arguments like that like Socialism is so against human nature, so I disagree with. 
But like I think I do think it's human nature to like idolize people. Mm. It is. Like so, may- so maybe Chicago, maybe yeah. I've been like too indoctrinated in the culture. But I, I think capitalism especially like idolizes, especially like the celebrity class. Yeah. It's like I don't know why people are so obsessed with celebrities. But like, it's like yeah. they're not an interesting phenomenon. They're it's not really, like they're, they're not about sabotaging them. your life. Like, yeah. Kind of. Or they're completely complicit in your oppression. But some of them are like very funny, you know. <laughs> I know. Okay. But it, it comes back again to when we like these green billionaires or mm-hmm. yeah. um, that, that we were talking about. What gives them the authority to talk about issues that they're not experts why, in. Why do we give Bill Gates... Why, why does he suddenly become a... a yeah, like, what... what is he that, doesn't have... These, these, these are just regular people yeah. that we've, we've almost given divine status, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, right? yeah like, but it's like... Random Bill, Bill Gates does not live the life or interact with people... Like, every single person who Bill Gates interacts with interacts with him on the pretense that he is Bill Gates. Yeah. Like, he's not just a regular he's, guy. He's not, he's not Bill. He's but Bill like, yeah. fucking like, Gates. Like, like, the only billionaire and, and like, massive liberal I'll ever defend is LeBron James. Because <laughs> yeah. right. Is he a billionaire? Uh, he's on a lifetime contract with Nike, so some people he suspect he that he's a billionaire. But just, like, 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 LeBron James, I think, even though he has definitely... Part-time Red Sox owner. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but it's like, like, characters like that, where it's like, I do, like, they do, like, they do benefit off, like, okay. child labor from Nike, but it's like, like, I don't know, like, I got, like, is it bad that I love him, like, but, like, I do love how he plays basketball in a certain way, and, <laughs> <That's> he, <fine. laughs> Fair enough. and, like, he, and he does have a lot better policies than a lot of Man. people, so it's like, if he was a politician, honestly, like, he's probably closer in many ways to like Zlatan would, would disagree yeah Zlatan <laughs> I mean I do like him as a figure and how he's funny but like I think like characters like LeBron like in reality are closer to like Bernie Sanders than even like like Biden mm-hmm. yeah it was like cause like they like they understand more Justin Jackson if you guys have yeah yeah the, Follow him on Twitter the Chargers uh, yeah the Chargers wide receiver cornerback safety safety, safety. Yeah. safety. Yeah, so like these figures, these like figures like understand more than like politicians. It's like mm-hmm. weird. It's like yeah. Well, because a lot of times also like they live lives that are, uh, they 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 come from they don't come from places the places of privilege that a lot. Oh, it's of like it's like shut up and dribble. Like what? Like yeah, a political like, commentator. Like what? Like what right? Like do they have to say someone not? Yeah, like like politics? like you literally grew up in like you know what I mean? Like, like you, like, you grew up a, fucking wealthy. Like went like <laughs> you went, are a grifter. <laughs> Like, 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 like these bass, like these athletes or like people like made movies like they actually mm. have talent. Like you have none except that like these corporations are willing to mm. pay for you to like spout their yeah. points. It's like you have no talent. You add no value to society. But, but like, yeah, the, like, like LeBron James talking politics is really the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like ridiculous. And it's like, I agree. But it's like it's like it's like it's like very infuriating how like you have to defend stuff like that, like I have to defend like I have to defend Joe Biden when I'd rather like criticize him. But it's like like it's like this weird dichotomy yeah. where you like defend. Because you find yourself in a certain camp where you defend. Where you you you, you have to pick someone right yeah. like like I help like I had to, like I felt obligated to help get Joe Biden elected yeah, even though that yeah. like. You know what I mean? Like, I was helping a Joe... Which something I swore I would never do during the primaries. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'll never vote for Joe Biden on... 
when I was running St. Andrews Students for Bernie, we tweeted, like, we do not endorse Joe Biden. Yeah. And then, like, six months later, I was, like, in, in you know, <laughs> filling out my ballot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're forced to do things that don't necessarily line up with your values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, you, too much like Lenin, like, wants it to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> like, in it's the, been a theme for like, today. But in the age of where climate change is an essential democrat, like, I don't think... Maybe we need a I don't think climate it's, change. I don't. Th- I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like yeah. possible to like get worse before it gets better. Like we, you have to do like some of these reforms, which people might not agree with, like to get it, like yeah. a place where we could like salvage. Yeah, I mean, you have you reach a certain stage where climate change becomes self perpetuating and just gets worse and worse. So you you can't let it reach a point where it gets bad enough. That it, it'll just keep mm. getting but worse. Like, like, but, like, it gets worse. You can't bounce back get, from a certain, like, level. Of yeah, but, but like, like two, like if it raises two Celsius, like, it's a problem. But it's, like, it, which I'll probably get over. It's, like, but what are we going to do from that? Ooh. Like, yeah. that, like, that is not... I don't know if you can... I don't know if you can overcome two degrees Celsius. Well, we, I mean, we, it'll, we, co- it'll cause certain like massive. We are going to have to. Society, but, but like that, the, well, like it'll have to be adapted to. But like, yeah, that, like you have to I mean, we, yeah, we will be eclipsing that. Like, uh, but like that doesn't mean we should give up. No, of course no. not. No, 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 no. Like, but we need to live with the fact that. Yeah. And I was like, but like you do it, like you do as much as you can, and it's like, but like. Like I don't know, like a lot of people I disagree with about their methods. Mm-hmm. But, like if, if they're like promoting and supporting like the right ideas generally yeah it's something you can work with yeah, yeah. like I could work with an, it's like I could work with an anarcho-communist on a lot of issues you know for this like there's some substantial arguments that I disagree with because like it's not as much as I disagree with them like there's far worse on the other side yeah yeah, yeah. I think alright yeah should we leave it off I leave it off on that so we leave it off on that and remember to Follow Save the Planet Why Not for more intellectual discussions. Nadine and Renzo show. Mm-hmm. The best reviews of wine. And yeah, just like never forget, Timo has one of the best voices I've heard. <laughs> so the most buttery voice ever to <laughs> buttery. touch the airway airwaves of the Dean and Renzo show. Oh. I mean so, I think any any show would be lucky enough to have Timo's voice on it. And that Absolutely. was no, also has some very good political points too, you know. Not the buttery voice, though. <laughs> the buttery voice. Well, not that smooth and silky. All right, let's, let's not take it too far. <laughs> you know, like, but it's, it's been a real um, pleasure and privilege to be invited yeah. on your show, and it's been really fun to chat to you yeah, about you know, these pressing issues and to try your whiskey. Um, it's just no wine. I think that's I think that's where we should end. I think we've discovered that blending the two flavors together is what really achieves the best flavor. <laughs> well, I you mean, learn something new every day. Is that the yeah. conclusion? Is that, that that's the true maybe world not? Of Dean Renzo show. But if that's All right, well, but fair enough. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.